Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We got AJ, we got Rudo, we got Jesse. We're talking the Avs off-season roadmap today. Lots of different stuff, but an interesting thing I wanted to I wanted to start off the show with is both US and Canada have released their IIHF World Championship rosters, mm. and you will notice that there are zero Avs on those two teams. I know there's one on Finland's. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I don't know. I honestly, I, I was honestly surprised to even see Miko going with everything that these guys have gone through in the last year. I'm not surprised at all. And and that's kind of the point I wanted to make is if there were any doubts about this team needing time off, needing to recover a yeah. little bit, this is... It, <clears throat> and it, that if you thought that there were lingering injuries to a yeah. guy like Kale McCarr, you were right. Yep. And there is five, six, seven years ago, this was a, a tournament that the Avs would regularly send half a dozen guys to. When the Avs were staples at this yeah, tournament. Right. There. So, one, it shows how things change when a team gets good and they stop going to events like this. But did you did you also see the uh, American roster? It's so bad. Where it was like somebody had a, you know, that famous picture of, what is it, like a Lamborghini? Yeah. In like a trailer park the, or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bugatti park, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and it's and it was they were like this is Alex Tuck on the ro- on the American <laughs> roster this year, it's, it's and the fact t- that Alex Tuck is the Bugatti is yeah, right. Right. <laughs> like, that thing was pretty good, but come on, man, yeah. Yeah, like, should have been more like Alexis, <laughs> right, 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 a nice mid range Lexus, mm. yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot McCarr can't play in World Championships. None of those guys are allowed to. Even though he was cleared of all Yeah, none of the 2018 WJC That's so team weird. is allowed to while this still goes on. Oh, while it still goes on? Yeah. Yeah, well, they're still That wouldn't be Olympics, right? Because that's IOC. Uh, I actually don't know, but given that it's three more years till them. And if right. it's not resolved by then. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I honestly even forget that it's still going on because the fact that it's been going on this long like, yeah, so for a almost while now. a full year now yeah so. uh anyway p.s we do want to shout out uh colin brewster by the way yeah uh our boy listens to the show all the time graduating nursing school next week so a big congratulations yeah that's, uh, that's huge that's a tough road yeah uh, you, you know it better than most i imagine yeah jess is pretty familiar with it too with what graduating nursing school uh, How hard that is, dude. Hannah went to PA school, and that was fucking yeah. 
unbelievable. It, it was crazy. Uh, Logan O'Connor's fiance now is in the same PA program. And I was talking to him. And as a pro athlete, he was like, bro, some of the stuff they have to do. It's like some of the stuff you have to do. And for it to, for it yeah. to be jarring yeah. for you is something. Yep. It's crazy hard work. Tell you that much as, as someone who dropped out of college. You've so. got to want it. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. So, hey, look, the abs are the abs are into the proper offseason now. The very next thing that happens has nothing to do with the abs. This Monday, uh, there's I'm, the, I'm the sorry, draft just, lotto. Go I, ahead. I'm, totally, I, I'm, I'm going to derail us to take us back to the comment that he's not allowed to play. Did Hockey Canada say none of these kids are allowed to play, or did Double IHF say none of these kids? I don't. Are allowed I don't to remember play? which one of them had the. Because that the seems it. It was, weird. It, it, it came it, out in the middle of a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I, I, one, I totally missed that. Yeah. And two, that's a really weird. Well, especially in someone like Makar's case, who immediately was like, "Yeah, I had nothing to do with right, this. Right, I'm came not out. involved," and, right. has, and has since been like exonerated yeah, entirely. Like, yeah. like, hey, like you've had nothing to do with this the whole time. That, that's just a really weird blanket, yeah, yeah. ban. Yep. And I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I, I just no, I didn't hear what you guys were talking about about school because <laughs> I was just reading that over and over my head. And then I couldn't focus on anything you were saying. So I was like, I'm, wait, huh? What? <laughs> I didn't know that. Hockey Canada said that. Another comment says. It was Hockey Canada. So, cool. so that's a way to protect the anonymity of the people who are being investigated. Most likely. Because they couldn't say. Outside of Alex Formanton, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, we're, we're honestly we're fine. We can. So, but but that's gotta be what later. that is. Like, well, we can't say that these guys are allowed to play, but then these other guys aren't allowed to play. <laughs> yeah. so then it'd be pretty obvious who yeah. we're looking at. Okay, that makes more sense. Anyway, getting back on topic. Yeah, sorry. draft lotto on yep. Monday. The Avs don't care at all. For the yeah. record, they're not involved in the draft lotto. But uh, I. I who do who are we rooting for? It's just Columbus? Is it's, that our only me, dream? For me, it's Columbus. Um, I mean, I think it would also be like fun for hockey if he ended up in Anaheim next yep. to Trevor Zegras. Yep. Yep. Would yep. be fun. Um, for me, I'm like, I don't want Anaheim to go from Getzlaff and Perry into Bedard and Zegras. Just like me being shitty that way. <laughs> um, like, I'm just like, just go away for a few years. Just, just go away. But like, it's harmless. And like, like San Jose. Getting a Connor Bedard would be interesting because then at least you're like, hey, maybe the maybe the twilight of Eric Carlson's career doesn't get wasted. But please no Arizona and Chicago. Really? Why not Arizona? Central? Uh, just the central. If they got it, I'd be happy for the PHNX homies well, well, and see, the Coyotes. I, I and just, like, I as a franchise, that I would mean, be great. Much I just more, don't want them in the central. Much rather Arizona than Chicago. Sorry, CSG. Right. Well, totally. Chicago is like a... Yeah, Chicago, under no circumstances, Chicago is for dude. The, the same reason just, you just no. mentioned with Getzloff and Perry. Yeah, as we're like the Getzloff and Perry thing, though, is so far in the rears that it's like ah, that'd be fun for them. Whereas for Chicago Kane and to go literally for, just right, ended, just yeah. left. <laughs> like the seat's not even like cool yet. Yeah, I mean like, there was even there were even a couple of years between Mario and Crosby in Pittsburgh. Okay, <laughs> right, right. Uh, Anaheim, Arizona. Columbus. Yeah. I, I want to see him go to a non-traditional market. I think San Jose would be fun. I, I think the way that where they are. Yeah, that's like, fine. San Jose's fine. Yeah. Washington is like my like sneaky 
Get that's what I here. like my chaos cheering because I would just love to see the last couple years of OB OVB with Bedard and be like push it to a thousand push it to a thousand but I but I do I, I want yeah, no St. Louis no St. Louis yeah yeah I I, I want to yeah, I guess St. Louis could get the first right mm -hmm. I want to see him go to a non-traditional market because I, I, I love Philly I think that they're yeah. I think that those that Anaheim, Arizona, Columbus, even like, I think those are important markets for the NHL. Yeah, well, Columbus and those, has never had a star like that. Like, no, they, like Rick, Rick Nash, Nash is and, the closest they've got. And Rick really. Nash got no help till the very, very end. Three months yeah. of our And then Panarin. their most yeah. successful era came as a on the back of trading Rick Nash away yeah. and all the guys they brought in, yeah. and then went from there, where they did have a couple of legit star for guys three months. for a couple like, of years. Yeah. So even then, like, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, not not great. It would be it would be really cool to see a guy like Bedard that land there. Buffalo, Buffalo doesn't need it. They yeah, can make the no. playoffs without. Yeah, him. no, I'm pretty good at the list that we've given. Yeah, here. <laughs> no, no Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, no Vancouver. So no Montreal. Oh, they've, really? They've no gotten Montreal. Enough. Yeah, no, Who won last no. year? Uh, Mo Montreal. So, oh, so are, did those rules start? Are they ineligible to win this year, or is that starting after I think this it year? It starts this year. So whoever wins this year cannot win next year. Yeah, I don't remember the specifics I, of this I, anymore. Because they only added like some of the rules, so I forget exactly which ones were added and which weren't. But anyway, I I, I do find it interesting because we learned this lesson, and I remember us talking about this going into it, but like trying to use it as a way to downplay. But like it, it really is crazy. The the NHL lottery eighteen and a half percent the Anaheim yeah. Ducks sit at number one. Yeah. For as horrible as that season went, they had eighteen and a half percent. I think what helps though is the rule changes on you can only drop so many spots. Yeah, that does help. You don't end up because absolutely. fourth now. Yeah, going, yeah. Getting the fourth pick after that season, it's bullshit, man. It really like, and the fact that it was statistically likely. Yeah, and, and that's to what, happen and, and so was, that's where it was I'm a going. thing where it was like, dude. That's where I'm going with this. You really are. If you're Anaheim, as great as it feels, I guess it is still twenty and a half, twenty-five and a half. I'm sorry, I was just that's looking at their one in four. Right, like, twenty-five and a half percent to win. Which means three out of four says you don't win. <laughs> right. yeah. And I do think that that is slightly problematic. The not being able to drop as far definitely helps. Like Bednar used to talk about that in that year. He's like, we're not banging on that. There's a 75% chance that we don't get the it's, first overall pick. Yeah. So uh, no, I doubt for him. I'm sure I've asked you this <laughs> before, Jesse, but I, like I've always thought that tanking is a normal part of the life yeah. cycle of a hockey team. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think it's weird because like we call it tanking. And I mean, tanking out obviously has such a negative connotation, but it's like, isn't it just the smartest play yeah. for well, an organization exactly. to, to renew its lifeblood like this? I, I was going to say, I, I don't I, and I think that there's. I think tanking is a thing in, in, in the sense that, like, I don't doubt that at one point in sports, players were, were told, like, eh, maybe don't try as hard tonight. Like, actively trying to lose the game. I don't think what teams in the NHL do now is tanking. Like, I really don't. I actually agree with Gary Bettman that 
tanking on the ice doesn't happen. Yeah, I, the players it's, certainly aren't throwing play, games. Yeah, players we'll aren't throwing games. Coaches, but, coaches who may never get this opportunity yeah. again right, they, are not going out there and being like, all right, guys, front office wants us to right, lose. Like, right, but, I, I, and, and again, I don't see an issue with what we do see in the NHL, which is teams, general managers, <laughs> constructing teams that are bad. That aren't really <laughs> meant to compete yeah, because right. it's with the it, it's it's a long-term plan. It's not just, oh, I want a high pick. It's like, no, we're doing this. We're getting rid of players. We're gathering assets and this, that, and the other. And when you do all of that, you're typically left with a product that is borderline NHL caliber. Yeah. But if it's that. so that you can restock the cupboards and start getting assets. Yeah. And, like I think I think where you get into the actual tanking conversation, and this is where it's way worse in the NBA than the NHL, totally. is that when you get it to the end of the season and they just start icing and random they just, dudes. They yeah. just start oh, this guy's got an injury and he's out for the year. We're shutting this guy down. Oh, this is happening. This is... I think it's a way bigger problem in the NBA, which is weird because their lotto system is absolute chaos. Uh, you guys are Anything familiar with it at all. In that thing, yeah. It is madness. Uh, the NBA draft lottery is madness because the tanking got that bad. Yeah, that you can't you can't do it and feel good about it anymore. Well, and, and my understanding with the NBA is there's on some nights you don't even really have to like give a reason like we're shutting this guy down. Ah, load management. Yeah, well, that, yeah, the, it's and they, they're literally just on the bench in street clothes. Yep. Yeah. And it, like it, the problem with the NBA is it's not even just the tanking teams. It's the teams at the top are like, "Yep, he's not going tonight." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, these so, are these like, are different things. For like, sure, this is not tanking. But it's just so pervasive throughout NBA culture yeah. in general. Of just, ah, it, just it extends dudes. to yeah. it where you get to the end of the year and a team is like, "We did a little bit too well." Yep. Right. So we're gonna shut a bunch Back of these guys off. down. Yep. And now we're just gonna be like, "Okay, well, we feel pretty confident these guys can't play over their heads for X amount of time." Right. We're gonna lose all these games. So, uh, but I do think I do think that in the NHL, uh, it's not as bad a problem. But you do look at a Montreal at the end of the year where they had 600 man games lost, and you're like, you're looking mm. at the injured list, and it's mm. insane. Yeah. And you're wondering, you're like, I have no doubt these are real injuries. How extensive <laughs> yeah. are all right, of these? Right, right, Because my goodness, this dude rolled his ankle walking into the building today. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, hey, by the way, he needs new ankles. Yeah. Uh, he will be out for the next four to six months. And you're like, <laughs> wait this a minute. is a little sus. Uh, do want to circle this back into the Avs, though. The Avs do have a first round pick this year. For now. At, for, that's where we're going to get into. At worst, it will be pick 26. Depending on how the rest of the second round plays out, it could move up a couple more I spots. I actually think at worst it's 25. Is it? Because Boston is there. I knew Boston. Because, because their spot will drop one more when one of Seattle or Dallas wins. Two teams that are no, ahead of them in the draft. Because one of them get the final four. They you're will right, be in the right, conference you're right, finals. You're right, you're right, so you're right, yep. one of those teams will boop, pop yep. right up ahead of them. You're correct. If uh, Florida jumps in there too. <laughs> if Florida Another gets, spot yeah, up. If Another Florida gets in up, there, yeah. moving on up. <laughs> Now they're going to end up with the 23rd pick so, by the time this ready to go. So a decent chance the Avs end up in the low 20s somewhere. They're going to be in the mid-20s. Yeah. yeah. It, that's if they keep the pick, uh, which we'll, we'll get into that conversation in just a second. But we are brought to you by Fubo TV. You can go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR today to order yours. You get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro when you do that. It's 140 channels. It's got altitude. It's got ESPN. It's got everything you could ever yeah. need. I, 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 it's weird and it sucks that I still have people asking me 
where they can find good cable yeah. in Colorado because Comcast just is what it is. Yeah. Fubo's your answer. If you have a TV built in the last decade, you can get the Fubo app on it. All you have to do is push your button and Fubo's on your TV playing television. So it's your best option, really, if you can go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR or use the QR code right there on the screen to get yours today. They've got it, again, TV shows, channels, movies, whatever you want. Fubo has you covered full stop when it comes to cable television, essentially. Uh, also brought to you by Shady Rays. You can get yours today at ShadyRays.com. Use code DNVR. When you get two pairs or more, you get 50% off your order. So jump on that. Get a couple pairs, maybe two for yourself, one for you, one for your significant other, whatever you want to do uh, with that DNVR code. Uh, they're great. I, I love my sunglasses from them, and I'm not a person who likes sunglasses usually. Mm -hmm. They actually work very, very well. I feel like I'm not being blinded by the sun when I wear them. But also, they have other polarizations. If you're a nerd, they have blue light filtering sunglasses. They've got ski and snowboard goggles. Whatever suits your fancy. They have a bunch of ton of different looks, too. Different colors. You'll find something you like. Trust me. Go check them out at ShadyRays.com. Or if you're local, they have a brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall. Second God, period. Man. Go ahead. I haven't been to Park Meadows. It's been a while, yeah. I remember when it was being built and it was like such a huge deal. <laughs> and then obviously I moved to Texas and then like came would come back to visit and be like Park Meadows. Like it was yep. like you gotta go to Park Meadows. Back when malls were like a thing. Like desirable the, places do, to Do you be. remember what they used to call it? No. They used to say it was Colorado's only shopping resort. <laughs> wow. Which to your point of like it was in the era of like that was what yeah, you so did. Yeah. You went to the mall. I was mm -hmm. like, I grew up right next to where they built Colorado Mills. Hell so yeah. that was nice. That was my mall. <laughs> yeah, Kitty Mills was mine. There so. you go. And I, I, the only reason that I knew Colorado Mills existed was because in all of the Mills locations <laughs> is the there are other ones. Yeah. yeah. So it tells you what time it is in all the other ones, which like a weird but cool thing right, to right, kind of right. make it feel all very connected. Yep. Yeah. That was how I knew Colorado Mills got built. <laughs> Park Meadows, dude, it is funny because, like, that's, it's still, like, a new enough thing that, yeah. like, you, like, it's fun to meet people who remember when it was new and Built, exciting. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it, because it was during an era where malls were a thing. And I remember, you know, look, I was born in Aurora and the Aurora Mall was a place you went to get shot, not shop. Yeah. <laughs> well, so <laughs> it's the off season. So I'm going to take a 30 second little tangent yeah, here. The whole so Park Meadows area. We, we, Hannah and I, we moved back over in that area yeah. just recently. And so I, I grew up in, in Highlands Ranch, very near all of that. And I told Hannah, it's so funny because... As that area has expanded in terms of what's over there, I feel like everything's a little bit less populated, like all the businesses and restaurants and the United Artists, the movie theater that, that's, mm. that was over there that is now closed yeah. as of like two weeks ago. Wow, really? Did it Dude, close? I did not know that. They just closed it. Uh, That's where I saw Iron Man 2. Bro, I, I, every, every, because they used to do $5 Sundays. And if you went over there when, like, when I was between 16 to like, 19 if you went over there on a sunday it was like wall to wall just kids that age and it's just so funny because yeah malls used to be such a big thing just going and being places was a thing and now it's the internet like you don't have to just go be a place anymore yeah. and i'm not ranting like good or bad it's but it's just different just, it's just different it's, it's just different. so funny because like I, I remember that after you, you'd go see a movie 
and I those poor movie theater employees because everyone get out of the movie and then stand out front of the movie theater for three more hours. Yeah, and just <laughs> everyone talked and hung out and yeah. See, our our arcade was there. That's where we did dance in yeah. training camp. So. Uh, <laughs> when Park Meadows first opened, there was a movie theater in it with the arcade underneath. Yeah, like it's see, just there you go. That was just you needed Smart places. Smart business, honestly, because you, you're trying to get the teenagers that have nothing right. to do except yeah. spend money. Yeah. Right, and and people would just go congregate places, and the internet and social media has taken the place of that some good ways, some bad ways, yeah. and it's just so crazy. Yeah, Park Meadows, man, shout out. Uh, getting yep. back from Dario the ball. Was correct. What we did fall. We did fall asleep. So uh, it was Iron Man two, not three. Brutal, <laughs> brutal movie. Yep. Uh, for the abs, brutal movie. What a hater. Let's. I I don't like most of the Marvel series. It, I'll I'll repeat I'll, myself. What a hater. I, Let's move I on. I know. I know. I'm just wrong <laughs> about that. It's fine. I, I mean, uh, everyone has their own. People are allowed to abs, like things. Abs draft pick. We don't have to get into specific players. It starts with should they even keep the pick. Yeah, I know how Jesse feels. It's very adamant no. I lean towards agreeing with him okay. that if you can really find somebody that can help you now. The the question is, is yesterday on yesterday's show, I like casually throw out, oh, hey, the conversation about Adam Henrique is different now yeah. because there's not a second year attached to his contract. Yeah. Uh, it would be for a one-year thing. He's Look, also healthy at this moment. Well, and, and people were like, oh, I don't want to. He's in the twilight of his career. And you're like, it's one year. So? Yeah, correct. Uh, like, yes, if you could go out and get a guy for the next five years that you could drop in. That's cost control. And say and, set and forget, <laughs> you would like that. But it, chances are the 25th pick isn't going to get you that. Right. You're going to need to do a lot more work than that. Now, if you can go and find a guy like that, you should be intrigued by that option. But it does open up doors for a guy, a guy like Henry Quare. A first-round pick is valuable, but a first-round pick in the 20s... When you know where the pick is. Yeah, and you know that it's in the 20s, and you know that there's, you know... Because remember, at the deadline, like there was still like, hey, something could go horribly yeah. wrong, and Colorado and the could whatever, end up with whatever. a lotto pick or whatever. Yeah, no longer a conversation. It is now a mid twenties pick. At best, at worst, doesn't matter. Uh, the the that conversation now is what to do with it. You know, you want to solve the center thing, but I think people should probably prepare themselves for a short term solution. A lot of Colorado's money is spent. A little bit more of it will get spent with Bo and Byram having a new contract. Yeah. Um, maybe. I, I doubt Minorly it. Minorly with Newhook. Yeah. But, but Newhook needs a new deal. I think that's an easy two by two and everybody moves on. I think so too. Um, but with Byram, you don't know. You know, if he takes a two-year deal, you are really running the risk of losing that guy in free agency you know, several years from now. Well, yeah, but, but that puts you on that path to it's going to be a lot harder to keep him long-term. Uh, if they were able to get him a long-term deal, if they're able to get Byram on a long-term deal, they're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. They're going to have to it's overpay. Cheap. They're going to have to overpay for what he has produced so yeah. far. They're going to have to give him five or $6 million, which he hasn't earned. Would you give him the Gerard deal? Yes. yes. And if you adjust Wouldn't for even in, think about if it. you yeah. adjust for in, uh, inflation, it's it's more like five and a half, yeah. six at this point. Which 
I and would, I don't I give think a you're shit. Still fine I would give him an eighth by six tomorrow. Like, if I could get an eighth year, I would prefer that. But yeah, if he would agree to a six by six tomorrow, I'm done. Yep. I'm, yeah. yeah, let's go. You know that you're overpaying in year one, but you're talking about the well, cost it's the Jack, benefit. It's the Jack Hughes thing, right? Yeah. That it's, for the first it's the year Nathan that, McKinnon thing. Yeah. It's it's you're you're uncomfortable on day one, but two years into that thing, it yeah. could be it could be fifty games into the season <laughs> yeah. where you're like six million dollars. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we felt that way about Kale McCarr. Oh my God, nine million dollars yeah. is a lot of money. Three and days the, later, the yeah. market evolved so quickly around <laughs> yeah. him. That now you're looking at it and you're like, <laughs> nine million dollars for Kale McCarr. What a Seth, joke! Seth Jones signed his deal, and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it was Seth Jones and Darnell Nurse. Oh you were my like, god! You're like, are you well, kidding with so this? So look, look, having to pick with a first round pick is never a bad thing. Yeah, if of you course. have the pick, it's fine. It, right, the if, system sucks. If 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 they get. To whatever pick it ends up being, and that's the other part of this, especially as they continue to move up, like we were discussing a minute ago, Dallas, if it gets Seattle, to 22, Florida, 21. Right, yeah. you're like, okay, cool, we'll take this pick, especially in the deep draft. I really do just, not to fully just completely echo what AJ was saying, but you're just at a different spot organizationally yeah. right now. That If you can spend that first round pick on a guy that's going to come in Next season, next season, and be an impact player for you, preferably at 2C, because that's where you need the help. Yeah. But somewhere in your middle to top six, be an impact play driver. That's what you do. That's what you so, need. And, and, and that pick does hold value to, because it's a deep draft. To play devil's advocate a little bit, mm -hmm. the one thing I would argue with the Avs is that their defensive prospect cupboards are pretty empty, unless you believe sure. in Ryan Merkley. Uh, it's it's Sean Barron's end of list. Yeah, but but, but look, and I know I know you also, guys. So what? Right. Th so this is Josh, a fair point. You have Josh Manson signed for the next three years. Yep. He's probably not going anywhere. Yep. However, you feel about that doesn't matter. He signed, uh, and I think he's a you've, lot better than how people feel about you've him. You've right got now. Sam Gerard signed for what feels like the rest of his life. Uh, you have Which Kale, I still like. Yeah, and you you have Kale McCarr signed for long term. Yep. You've got one more year of Devon Taves, and then obviously we just had the Byram conversation. Like the majority of your decor here is not going anywhere. So you don't need high end D prospects coming in and making a difference for you. Would it help in terms of cost efficiency? Yeah, that's the that? more the affordability, I well, think. Absolutely. That... Would you rather have Sean Barron's at 925K <laughs> than Jack Johnson at 925K? Yes. I don't know the answer to that question. Well, and then you also, you, you've got, and I know you guys aren't as high on him, but you've got Malinsky, who's, sure. who's new into your organization that I think at bare minimum, he's shown he's worth a couple looks here. Let's see what we can get out of him. Yeah. Like you said, you've got Merkley, if you can talk yourself in it. You've got a couple guys there that I think you have in, you have Sean Barron's, which you like. Then I think you have a couple guys where it's like, well, let's see what we can develop these couple guys into. I just don't think that you need to go out and make this first round pick this year. And yeah, purely well, just to get a defenseman like, back in your and prospect. Well, and, and if it's not a defenseman, it's a forward, it's a goaltender. Sure. Well, I, whatever. The specific sure. You're reason, talking about it's three to five years until that guy is on your NHL roster. That, that's true. And does he have more value to you as a draft pick, as a prospect? You know, we saw with Justin Barron. Justin Barron was right on the verge. Yep. He is right there knocking on your NHL door. He's got games for you. He's developing well. He's one of your impact AHL guys. He's right there. 
Was he more valuable to the Avalanche in trade or as well, pros- as a, a in coming up and, and going thing, through the growing I, I think the thing with Justin Barron there is there's a little bit of proof of concept that says, hey, even if you do make the pick, you can get trade value on it later. So maybe sure. it's okay yeah. to make that pick. Absolutely. And, and the other side of it is the reason I focus in on defense is because I think if you're thinking about taking a forward or goaltender with this pick, you should just trade it. The Avs have Olausen. They have Foodie. They have Aranta, if you believe in that. They have yeah. Kovalenko maybe coming in a well, year and, or two. And, and like, once again, I say who cares? Right. Because you're talking about the most cost-efficient parts of your roster where, where, where people get obsessed with young players are cheap is young players are cheap at the top of your roster. The Avs top of the roster is set. Yep. They yeah. don't need to worry about this. Would you like to develop your own goaltender and go through this whole process? And yeah, great. That would be great. If they want to take Trey Augustine with that pick, great. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. And that's that gives them a top right. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with choosing to do that. Totally. But as an organization, if you're having an honest conversation about where you are, where you want to be in a year, that pick is very likely more valuable to a team that wants to move on. It, let me. I'm. I'm just spitballing. I'm not. The, the, I'm just using this as an example. Yeah. If you take this pick, and you call up Kevin Dayoff and you say, "We want Mark Shifley, who has one year at six million dollars left on his contract. We want Mark Shifley coming off a forty goal season, a career year for him, but a guy who has had no less than sixty points in like eight straight years. We want Mark Shifley to be our two C. He's got an attitude problem." which is going to bring his, bring his value down. But I also think that he just needs an adult that he has respect for to chew him up and spit him out. You put him in Colorado's locker room. You put Nathan McKinnon around him for 15 seconds. Great. You feel great about that. You call this guy up. You call the shovel day off up. You offer the first round pick. You offer maybe something else. I don't think a, I don't think a late first is enough for Mark Shifley. Don't get me wrong here. But you, you start this conversation. Maybe it's Mark Shifley and Sean Barron's. Maybe it's Mark Shifley and Sam Gerrard. And you say, hey, we want, we want, uh, I'm sorry, the first in Sam Gerrard for Mark we Shifley. Knew, yeah, we knew Schmidt. Uh, and you go and you get Mark Shifley, and he is a fantastic 2C, probably one of the best 2Cs in the NHL because he's been a 1C his whole career. You go and you get that guy, and you drop him in behind, and you drop him in between... You know, Nachushkin and Lekkinen and Landeskog and Rantanen and, you know, injuries will be wherever these guys are going to be. But you solve it for one year. You use that first round pick for one year. It's not ideal because you're probably not going to be able to keep Mark Shifley long term. He's going to want nine or ten million dollars a year. That's going to probably be a no go for you. But for that year, if you go out and you win the cup next year, is this worth it? Yeah. If you win the cup, everything's worth it always. Like <laughs> Right, right. Well, and, and it's what you were talking about with if you end up trading the pick later. Because you, you're right, and that's why I'm saying it's never a bad thing to go up and make that pick. But I just I take a step back, and, and I I think if the Avs had a little bit more knowledge on, on the Gabe Landis, a little bit more knowledge and clarity on the Gabe Landis situation. You were not on the show the other day that we talked about this. We said that that has to be number one. Oh, yeah, totally. No, so, I mean, that, that that's... Should be understood. Should be understood. I was going to say, yeah. kind of goes without saying, but I, I think they wish they had a little bit more knowledge and clarity at, different, at several different points last year. 
You're going to have that this year. Yeah. You have it. You have a need on your roster you need to fill. Everybody knows it is five times easier to fix holes on your roster in the summer than it is at the trade deadline when you're trying to make everything work. Take advantage of valuable assets that you have. This is a deep draft. That's why if they make the pick, it's not the worst thing in the world. You're going to get a decent prospect. For the record, it's a deep draft in terms of its talent at the top, in terms of it being in the 20s. Sure. It's a pretty normal draft. I was going to say, I mean, it's even even a deep, deep, deep draft in the 20s. You're like, yeah, we think this is deep, but we don't really know. Like, it's all a guess when yeah, you get to that you point. Don't, that, that's over time. You find right, out which, right, which right. class is deep and which one's not. And, and so, you know, but, but you've got a first round pick. If you can use that to fix a problem on your roster, I'm with you, AJ. Yeah. I don't care how long that fixes it for. You fixed it. Yeah. And then you deal when you have to fix it again. You deal with that mm-hmm. when you come to that bridge. Part of... Use the assets you've got. I think part of the adjustment that certainly a lot of fans are going to have to make is that Colorado is in a salary cap reality right now yeah. where they are going to have to make one-year solutions. Yep. They and- are going to have to do things like the Evan Rodriguez thing has to become a norm for them where they go out and they wait out free agency. They find a guy that they think can fit. They give him an undermarket deal and he becomes a very cost-efficient yeah. player for them. They have to do one of the. They have to do one of those every year. So I think this year that's definitely true. Depending on how the cap goes up in the next couple of years, yeah, that gets more gonna interesting. To, they're going to have to give new deals to Miko and and Kale. So that yeah. money is gone. So eh, we'll see. Uh, the The reality is is that they're going to have to find solutions for one year at a time in some parts of the well, roster. And, 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 There's and, not going to be any of this. Hey, these guys are all signed. I do this in NHL 22 where I give everybody eight, seven and eight year deals. And now my whole roster just stays together. And these guys built a dynasty. Life is easy. It's not going to be like that. Well, and I, I Devon really do, is your first real test of this. I yeah. really do think that. And Chris McFarlane acknowledged it. What you're talking about there, these kind of bargain. And, and here's what's nice is when you have the top end that the abs have, you can go bargain bin hunting and it usually works out better than when the abs used to have to do it to fill out their top six. Uh, that bargain bargain bin hunting around the edges, college free agents. That's going to be a lot of the abs formula over the next few years as they spend assets, as they spend prospects yeah. and picks and trades, as they, you know, the, the, they're, as AJ points out, the dollar figure on their top end guys continues to creep up. It's going to be a lot of cost-controlled free agents, college free agents, trades where teams are retaining 50% for the rest of the year. Like, that's the reality the Avs are in as they try to stack as many banners as they can in the next seven to ten years, depending on how well they do this. I would, I, I mean, yeah. Certainly five. Five to ten, I would depending. Say five years is your goal because that you're at that point, you're getting deep into Nate's career. Um. Yeah, but you know, like you're you're into you're well into Nate's thirties at that point. So I, just, I look at like see. I look at Pittsburgh, Boston, and you could really even say Tampa. I mean, they're pushing ten years now at this point. Like, if you do this right, and if you everything that we're talking about, if you handle your assets correctly, if you spend your money correctly, you can have contending teams with in the heart of a window for ten plus years. Yeah. But you got to well, do it right. And you there's Tampa and Pittsburgh is the ultimate examples because Tampa, Victor Edmund was drafted in 2009. Yep. yep. The pick ahead of Matt Duchesne. You know, uh, Steven Stamkos was the first overall pick the year before. Yep. Yeah. 2008. 
They went to the cup final in 2015. Yep. And then, and a lot of that was behind the power of the triplets. Yep. Palat, Tyler Johnson, and, and Kucherov. Eight years later, they're still you doing it. You figure out yeah. which of those guys age well. They finally ran out of runway with Palat, and he left in free agency and got paid. Tyler Johnson's been gone for a few years. Uh, but Kucherov's game took another step. They kept him around. Yep. As long as you correctly identify which of these guys are going to take the next steps, or when they do, you just pay them. And stop, well, stop they, trying to get so damn yeah, cute with yeah. it. And you get into pay the, your best players, keep these guys together. Well, it's you and get into years four, or five, and six of that organization. You talk about oh, well, they just go out and find a Nick Paul. Oh, they they well, go out and find internal well, options. Well, so as they well. trade two first round picks for a middle six guy like Brandon Hagel. Yep. He scores thirty goals for you. Well, and, and and again, this is this is the part that I, I, I at least for me, I think we are all driving at. This is the formula you have to follow if you want to stay competitive long-term in this league right now, is you have to, you have to identify, here is the core. This yep. doesn't get touched. This doesn't get moved. Everything around it. They yep. get paid what they want. Yep. These are the guys. Everything around it is where we as management That's where you play money, money puck a little bit. That's, yep. that's where we earn yep. our worth by how well we can tweak around the fringes here and how much competitiveness we can put around this core that we will put up against anybody in the league. Because yeah. even today, you know that Tampa, Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, Vasilevsky, they put those four up and, against any four in the and NHL. That starts this offseason as we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. Bet $5 in any NBA playoff game. Get $150 if you get your bet right with the DNVR code and a new account. You can bet on all sorts of ridiculous stuff. IHF World Championships coming up. You can bet on that. If you think America's terrible roster is going to get bodied in that thing, bet against them. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there for you. Uh, tons of other stuff to bet on, too. We had all the, all the golfers in the bar here after their Cinco de Mayo golf round, so you can bet on golf over there if you want as well. Uh, make sure you use the DNVR code. You must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. To the show notes down below for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's all void in Ohio. Not void in Ohio is illegal Pete's, but it might be hard to get some illegal Pete's there uh, since they're only in Colorado and Arizona. But here, there's 10 different locations in Colorado. So if you're here, no excuses. Go get yourself some illegal Pete's. Delicious, fresh ingredients to go in their burritos. Their queso is to die for. They have happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. You can pregame Nuggets games over there. Then come down to the bar for the Nuggets game. Have a grand old time as they push through the playoffs. They're great. I don't know what else to tell you. If you've never had illegal Pete's, go try illegal Pete's. If you like burritos, you will love illegal Pete's. Just, just go. Go go find one. Uh third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast who? presented by DraftKings sportsbook who are the eels or not what sorry i keep saying presented by DraftKings sportsbook it's fine who are the elcs that were contributors for pittsburgh and tampa i know gensel i'd have to go back and look yeah i'd have to go back i, I, just, I mean I, 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 there's just, I, I feel like that's something that we hear a lot from people like oh well you like you know you have to have the cheap guys you're at most like I said Gensel's the one guy that I can think of, but even he wasn't like. He was a guy that was in the system. I, so I, I think the Avs run is a perfect example of how you get value out of the ELCs. Sure, maybe you have a Byram that, that has important things to you, but I think a lot of it ends up being more like an Alex Newhook 
where he can get you through the regular season, but when the chips are down, he's kind of on the fringe of that roster for the right, playoffs. Right. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do feel like that has been something that was blown a little bit out of proportion. Well, and I mentioned it earlier, like a lot of the time when you're talking about cost efficiency of players, you're talking about the top of your roster, not right. the bottom. Yeah, right. You do. And I've said before, the guys that hurt you the most in the salary cap are era the six guys. are the guys yep. that make between three and five million dollars where you have to be cost efficient with your contracts. And if you have Toronto is a great example because they signed tons of guys in the middle of their roster for three, four million dollars and yep. ended up moving all those guys because when you have all of them, none of them are cost efficient. They all run into each other. And, and you need to get guys that are more valuable than their contracts. Well, and, and this conversation starts right now. Uh, Jesse was talking about it and on sorting out those pieces on the auxiliary side, the outside of your roster. We don't have to get too in the weeds of, all oh, we think this guy's going to get exactly this much or, or whatever. But abs ufas this offseason jt comfer lars eller evan rodriguez andrew cogliano darren helm matt nieto uh eric johnson jack johnson so that's eight guys that they have to make decisions on one way or another on top of rfas of alex duhook and bowen byram uh, as well as dennis Morgan, which a little bit less of a conversation there they might qo him it's just not going to be a lot of money that's a lot of work to do this offseason it's pretty pretty standard Yes and no. I, I get that. Like, rebuild your bottom six is yeah. not hard work. And you, sure. can, you can, for my money, bring back Matt Nieto. Just do I, it. I'll like, just say Nieto and Cogliano are the two guys that. I want to know what Cogliano's, yeah, Cogliano's status Cogliano's career well, might be. Over. I, I was going to yeah. say, where, where I was going, that was, I would like to bring back Andrew Cogliano if he decides he's playing next year. Yeah. That dude took a beating this last season. He got his Stanley mm. Cup the year before. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he hung it up but i also just never i've learned i don't ever expect andrew cogliano to not come back onto the ice yeah. so i will i will also I, for these free agents you could reasonably expect if the, if they called it quits tomorrow it would not be shocking is that helm both johnson's and cogliano yep. yes yeah I, I, I honestly I, the way that jack johnson played makes me think the Avs should just bring him back right i don't know he can be a seventh D for I, you I, or I, whatever. I, yeah. I think you continue bring... to be the buffer between Curtis McDermott and the they lineup. Can't quit. Yep. He's got a year left on his deal. Exactly. So. And they have not made any movement towards sending that guy down. Not once. So he continues to take up. He continues to be $800,000 on their cap. Yeah. If, if do you guys think EJ comes back? Just not necessarily to call her. Do you think he plays next year? I think he wants to. Yeah, I don't. I, I think he was he was healthy enough this year that he could probably just be like, yeah, I was. I was boy, fine. I, if you watch film of the playoffs, yep, that's tough sell for me, man. If I'm Colorado, I'm not doing it because as as much as I love EJ and I appreciate everything that he did for the organization, he got to the end of the year and was bad. Yeah, he was bad. So you wouldn't even one year seven fifty. I I do it Jack Johnson before I did EJ on that contract. I would get Jack Johnson done first. I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> I would get Jack Johnson done first, and then I would kind of go from there. Is Jack Johnson going to be my sixth? Am I going to have a third pairing of Jack Johnson and Josh Manson to open on opening night? 
do I maybe want another guy? Yeah. Do I? And I'm just going to keep doing this because I can. But Carson Susie, here he comes. You, you signed Carson <laughs> Susie to be your six. Jack Johnson's your seven. Curtis McDermott's your eight. You feel good about that decor. Yeah. I saw somebody in chat say if, if Kale or Bo goes down, the Avs have subpar defense. And I would say, yeah, obviously. If anyone's <laughs> number one D goes down, their defense is in trouble. If you lose yeah. your best player, you're less good. <laughs> pick, huh? pick any team in the NHL and say, if they're number one and say they're number three on their defense, go down. And I, they're in trouble. I see, <laughs> I see vaguely sober saying Sam Malinsky. The thing with guys yeah, like Malinsky we'll, is we'll you see. can't rely on that. If he plays his way into the role, awesome. You won. You found free money. Yeah. Great. But you can't say he's the guy going yeah. into the season. I think I, I think he has put himself on yeah, the it'll map. It'll be an interesting training I camp. I think he's put yeah. himself on the map for training camp yeah. consideration. I agree. That's where he is right now. Buying out Curtis McDermott would be the most nothing Point. move There's of all There's one year time. left. Just let the contract run out. I, I, for me, just stop pretending he's valuable. Send him to the Eagles. Yep. And you move that money out and you're fine, but yep. they won't do that. So it's, they have the option to. I mean, I, like you could do that next right, year. Right. But they, we should not waste any time on the idea that Curtis McDermott is not part of the NHL roster yep. plans next the, year. They, they, they clearly have, won't send him down. He, for two straight years, they have had every opportunity to Despite try to try to do it. They have replaced him when the games mattered. Yeah, they, they have they gone out of their the way playoffs, to not play him. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I agree and with you. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just saying, just the reality is, just don't don't waste any time thinking he's going anywhere. He's under contract. Yeah. He's going to be on the NHL roster. That money's not available to Colorado. It's just not. If they were willing to bury him, great. But I'm just well, saying. And I do think that if they ever felt like they needed to, I do think they would. I just don't think they've done anything that they've been like, well, we need to bear it. We need that 800K. Yeah. I mean, for me, my frustration is that's a Matt Nieto. Well, well I, I, yeah, sure. Which, which I mean, like you can have an, I, for me, so, that's just more valuable. I, and so, I'm with you. Yeah. And, and my thing is like, if your issue is that 800K could be spent better then I'm with you, not you, just the proverbial yeah. you, then like, yeah, sure. But like. He's 800K. He's sitting there. It's whatever. I mean, it didn't stop him from winning one Stanley Cup. Any, it didn't stop him from winning a division. Any so NHL team that wants to find 800K can find 800K. Yeah. Um, it right. just. And I guess that that was I didn't fully finish. That's yeah. where we're going. With that if they get to a situation where it's like we need 800K, I don't think they would stop them. Like, well, right. I guess we can't bring in yeah they Ryan O'Reilly because we can't <laughs> move so, Curtis McDermott. I think like, this is also an interesting. It. We talk about we, we we talked about trading the first round pick. There's gonna be a guy in free agency in O'Reilly where you're like, so he, so he is. We talked a little bit about do you trade any guys? I do think there's a chance. This this will be the first time in three years that I will acknowledge. I think there's an a chance that Sam Gerrard gets moved this summer. I'm skeptical still. I think I think they won't do it unless they. They and, absolutely. And, and, and here, so here's where I'm going have, with this. Do here's where I'm going with this. If you see a guy like Sam Gerrard traded, it's either, well, no, it's not. It, it's because they've they've either identified someone in free agency that they're saying we can bring this guy in. And we think this is a clear upgrade to our roster. Not fans who want to yell on Twitter think this is an upgrade. Sure, this is a clear upgrade. We're getting better in an area where we are you know deficient right now or it's because you're looking at this landscape and you're saying 
We need this money for Devon Taves. We're unwilling to let Devon Taves walk because we don't fully know if Bowen Byram can fill that role that Devon Taves plays as well as he does it. So sure. we're prepping a well, spot think, to keep Devon Taves. I think going back to Age's example, and again, this is just an example, a first in Sam Gerrard for Mark Shifley. Mark Shifley walks at the end of the year. Whatever happens, happens. And then that money goes to Devon totally. Taves. Totally. And then you're still out a 2C, but then you have next year's first. Yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you, could, you could dance with that sucker, too. So. I, and, I, and I really do. And in the meantime, they might win a Stanley Cup. The problem yeah, is, exactly. is you have to replace Sam Gerrard in that, in that example. Totally. Yep. So, and so, that's part of the, the, the Sam Gerrard conversation drives me nuts. Because getting rid of him is the easiest thing in the world to do. Replacing but to, him is impossible. Trying to yeah. replace him becomes the next challenge that they have to then accomplish. Yep. It's, and it's, once again, you're trying to do it a cost-efficient way. It's so funny because you talk to people. Brad, like, you're fucking lying if you think the Jets don't need anything and everything on defense. That is helpful. Also, Sam Gerrard plays plenty of the right side. Don't give me this. Well, and it, it makes me laugh. You're like... Sam Gerrard sucks. He's terrible. Worst defense in the league. They trade him, trade for him for a superstar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, huh? he is. His plus minus was so bad. <laughs> He's the worst. There's a huge problem here. He's worth a two C. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's like what's hilarious is he probably is worth a two C. That's my favorite part of people that complain about Sam Gerrard. Does he have his problems? Yeah, he definitely does. Every player does. Does he, is he undersized and can he sometimes get out muscled down low in dirty areas in his own zone? Yeah, that's true. Well, and is for he, all this, he's not a playoff style player. Was he not he maybe their most solid consistent, consistent yeah. in the entire Kraken series <laughs> against a hard, heavy forechecking team didn't, that is supposed to be his kryptonite? Didn't back he was down from, fine. Didn't back down from anything. He went after guys, after whistles, behind the play. He engaged physically. I, I thought the back third of Sam Gerrard's season into the playoffs was maybe the best we've seen him play in the last two, three years. And it just re-solidified for me, you know, how funny it is to hear people talk about him. That's, that's a legitimate set and forget, no questions asked top four defensemen on 32 NHL teams. Yeah. There is no NHL team out there yep. that Sam Gerrard is not an easy at the worst of four. The only at, at worst, worst yeah. at worst of four. The only other defenses that you're talking about where he's not are like Carolina, where you're like even then, I and, think and he's even then, probably I think, still a four. Yeah. Let's be real here, not in Carolina. Who, who do you have in front of him? Brady Shea, Brett Pesci, Jacob Slavin, and Brent Burns. Sorry, that's an airtight. That's an airtight case. <laughs> I mean, I Maybe mean, in a year, Brent Burns, we'll see. But this year, don't get, don't even start with me. Well, I mean, this past, but but again, I guess my point with him is so thirty-one teams, thir thirty-one <laughs> teams. It doesn't change the point. Right, right. It I guess, does yeah. not change the point that maybe on the best defense in the league, he may not be. <laughs> right, right. May not be, and on that, he's still a five. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just that that that's. It is just one of those situations that if the abs were to decide this summer that they moved, that they need to move on from Sam Gerrard for some other reason, I just hope abs fans understand that you are giving up a pretty hard thing to come by. 
a, a set and forget top four defense. Well, and, are and immensely more valuable than also, forwards. Also, the, the funny thing I said, you have to talk about, uh, we have to uh, embrace the reality here that they will be short-term solutions. This is a long-term, he has signed under contract that $5 million, however you feel about $5 million, right. is going to change between now and the day that contract yep. ends. When the cap goes up $5 millions million and millions dollars of dollars. $5 million will get more yep. cost-efficient as the years go on. So you're talking about a more valuable player in the future that you would be moving. You, th This is why the conversation is not until they have to. Right. Absolutely have to. And I know Brad's been in chat doing this the entire show, which is incredibly annoying, by the way. But I don't 100% disagree with them. With one year left to go, I don't mind if they go out and they say, what could we get for Devontae? So, so I had someone, not anyone like with the, the team or the NHL or anything, but I had someone float that to me a few weeks ago. Would they move Devon Taves? And my knee jerk, I was like, no way. And then I, I've sat with it. We've all discussed it a bit. I think you guys talked about it on a show. I've talked about this for three months, man. And, and so, you know, I, I've just been thinking about it now for the last few weeks. And here's the only part of it that makes a potential Devon Taves trade interesting to me. There's two things. One of them is something that you said about a week ago about late bloomers how there's this track record of late bloomers. They flame out quick. They take off and it's this almost like it is 85 degree angle to the top of their game. And it's and like, whoa, where did this guy come from? And then it's a, and then it's a hard drop off at a younger age on the other side. Great example. Look at PA Parento's career. Yep. So that's one top six thing forward out of the league in two years. Devon Taves does a lot of things that make me feel comfortable with his game. Long-term. He's mm -hmm. a very smart player. But then I also sit there and say, if you were to move on from Devon Taves now, one, what would that open up for you to do in the short term? And two, that pretty much says that you're saying, we are not getting cute with Bowen Byram. We will be paying Bowen Byram as if he's a top pairing guy. And it's going to be Kale and Bo at the top of this decor for the next 15 years. And I don't think that's that outlandish of a thought process when you kind of talk it all the way through. Well, and when you, if you put Devon Taves on the trade block, <laughs> what are you trying to get? Yeah. It, you're, you're not taking Mark Shifley for that. No. No. You want, you're not, you want you're the not big guns doing for this that. one yeah. year, whatever, whatever. You want a longer term piece. You're saying yeah. we, you know, and to, just to continue to use Winnipeg as the example here. I don't think this is on the table because I think Bring I think me Kyle I think Connor. that the I think that the Montreal <laughs> thing is too real. Sure, but a little PLD a action. Pierre Luc Dubois. Oof, that'd be fun. You get him for a year. You sign him with the money that you would have given Taves next year. Your two C is finished. Your top six is, is done. finished. Yeah. And now you have Bo and Makar at the top of your lineup, and then you have Gerard as your three. Manson is somewhere signed for the next couple of years. And then you have to kind of rebuild your defense. All right, where are we going to go? Jack Johnson's at the bottom of it. Go get Carson Soucy. Have a Damon Severson conversation this summer. Whatever. I'm just saying, I don't think that it's on the table. I don't think this is a realistic conversation. Trading to Truly. No, if, I don't. If Brad changed his name to NHL Rumorbot in chat, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I mean, it's the same. It's just the same. I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm just going to say names with the word <laughs> trade next to it so, and figure it out. Because I, I agree with you. I don't necessarily think that's likely, but I think what the NHL has shown us in the last 
few years though, and I think it's a it's a product of the way that the NHL is going and the way that business is being done. That if that offer does come knocking, because if we're having this conversation, you know, there's other NHL front offices that are having this conversation. Well, and Colorado would be doing themselves a disservice if they didn't also just say, "What's well, look, out there?" If, yeah. look, if somebody calls. Right, I'm not you gonna know, hang if, up on them. If yeah. we were gonna, if we were going to engage in this conversation, what would we want back? Yeah, and it has to be a long-term answer there. Otherwise, you're not doing it. And and you're also having conversations with Taves, right? If Taves is saying, "Hey, I want to stay here. I'll take a little bit of a discount," then maybe you just get that deal done. Well, and you first need to before you trade Devon Taves, you need to engage in extension conversations. Yep, to just see where he's at. Yep, if he's out there and he's saying, "I want nine million dollars," a la Darnell Nurse and Seth Jones. You have to say, look, buddy, you're already 30 years old. Yep. Yeah. Would you be more amenable to, say, $7 million, but we'll give you six years? Let's find ways to negotiate that. Yeah, try and, get him what he wants, right. whatever. Yeah. Try and see what that conver- what that conversation all, would look like. And all those money conversations will come through the rest of this offseason. We'll get into it. Free agency until July. We've got some time, chat. Yeah. Also, some time to get in some draft stuff probably next week, maybe the week after. We'll see exactly when we get into it. But for today's show, we do have one super chat from Melanie saying, have a great weekend for five bucks. We appreciate you, Melanie. You're always in here. Just a polite human. Yep. Uh, we're going to wrap this one up. Oh, we got another one, apparently. The late one from Vaguely saying, don't forget about the Eagles game tonight. Yeah. Do or die. Yep. Win or lose. Either move on to the third round or, to or go Coachella Valley in the Seattle Kraken organization. Yeah. Yep. Either You either get owned by the entire Seattle organization or you get what's a little our, bit of back. What's Colorado's landmark? Seattle can have the four corners. It's fine. Pikes Peak. <laughs> they already have mountains out there. They don't need a Pikes Peak. Yeah, they're looking at Mount Rainier, and they look at Mount Rainier, and they're like, we have a real mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a thing I actually heard leading up to the start of the series. Really? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we appreciate all y'all, and we will talk to you, I guess, not till Monday. <laughs>